T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Along with Mike Sealski, I'm Glenn Mack now. Saturday, 94 WIP. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day out there in the Delaware Valley. It's November. We're getting out. You know the one thing, though? I was looking uh, for Monday because we've got Eagles home game. Yeah. I got that pregame out in front. Temperature's going to drop a tad between yes. now and then. Yes, right now. Hold on. Let me just look at my clock. Right now, it is. I had the windows open this morning. It is 66 degrees as we speak right now. As you speak uh, at 5 o'clock on Monday, it's probably going to be 46 degrees. Monday, high of 49, low of 34. Ooh. Mm, timing's everything. But it'll be sunny. As they say, football weather. Yeah. Brisk. <laughs> Whatever. It'll be fine. Looking forward to seeing all the people there at the game. All right. There were no games last night uh, among our teams, but our, our, excuse me, our professional winter teams. But, Mike, something happened on North Broad Street last night. Let us take you to it. John Gibson. It's a two-point lead. 1.1 remaining. All right. Archie Diacono. Hoisted deep. It's intercepted. And Zach Hicks has it. And Temple has the win. 66-64 here at Philadelphia. That is all courtesy of ESPN, and the noise you hear are the Temple students storming the court. <laughs> Good for them. As for the first time in a decade, they beat Villanova. You're a college basketball guy. I know you're a LaSalle guy. I don't mm-hmm. know you have a rooting interest in this, but... Uh, Pretty exciting. It was, and it's good for Temple. They hadn't beaten Villanova since 2012. Uh, had only played them, I think, seven times over that span, I think. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but hadn't beaten them since 2012. Uh, and it's a good thing. I think there has been this kind of latent feeling, maybe not so latent feeling amongst Temple alumni, that the program should have been doing better in all the years, in the 15, 16, 17 years since John T- Cheney retired. Uh, that the program should have been approaching the success that it had under John and has too often fallen short of that. And if Aaron McKee can get the program back to being a tournament team, uh, to being relevant in the Big Five, I think that's nothing but a good thing. I think one of the byproducts of Jay Wright's success and his ability to elevate Villanova over the last decade has been that 
he kind of, in a way, destroyed the Big Five because Villanova was so much better yeah, so dominant. Than, than the other four teams that it was kind of like, oh, okay, everybody's playing for second place. By the way, if Jay Wright heard you, he just drove off the road. I destroyed the Big Five? Jay he Wright was, I, I know, I he know loves what you're the Big saying. Five. He didn't Jay mean Wright to do it. Jay Wright is such a fan of all Philadelphia yeah, basketball, but yeah. I know what you're saying. He didn't mean to do it, but he did. Um, and if this stokes some rivalries back in within the city, that's all to the better. I do think Villanova... Um, will be fine this season. They've got too many returning players. Um, they could have taken the lead last night, and, and Caleb Daniels, uh, one of those seniors, just missed a bunny right in the lane, and uh, Temple came down, and the kid got fouled and made the free throws. So Villanova's going to be fine, but good for Temple. Very good for Temple. All right, let's get the other two uh, winter teams in for a little bit of conversation. Again, we have that gap. We have no Sunday football game. The Philly season is done after a great run into the World Series. Meanwhile, your Philadelphia 76ers are 12th in the East at 5-7. and seven. I know there have been some injuries. I know Joel had an illness, so on. This is disgusting. This ain't good. No. This ain't good in a lot of respects. Uh, foremost of which is that they just look like they're going through the motions. They don't look like they're a team that is inspired to play every night. Now, I know, look, it's the NBA. It's a long season. I get that. But it doesn't even seem that they're hitting the minimum threshold for bringing it on a given night. Mm -mm. And uh, they don't look cohesive in any regard. And my question would be, and it's not an original question, it's one that a lot of people are batting around, is at what point do Daryl Morey and the ownership look at Doc Rivers and say, you know what? We're out of other moves we can make here after our offseason. We signed P.J. Tucker. You know, we made acquisitions yeah, that are supposed but, and, to— And by the way, that's that's not off to a rollicking start No, it's either. not. Um, what else can we do here other than change the coach and see if we can pull a Girardi for Rob Thompson sort of thing? Okay. Well, interesting. So Joe DeCamera had a brilliant observation this week that absolutely stuck with me the moment he said it. Uh, so I want to give Joe all credit for this. He was talking about Joel Embiid, and he said, ultimately, are we going to regard Joel Embiid as this generation's Randall Cunningham? Hmm. In that, it is a guy who had amazing talent, uh, came in with the expectation that he could lead us to championships, puts up terrific numbers, highlights, all-star teams, and in the end, he's never going to get you there. And I think, again, I think Joe, I hope Joe's not spot on mm -hmm. because I hope Embiid does that. But boy, there's, there may be something to that. There may be. Um, you know, not much has been reported about exactly why Embiid has missed all these games. All they've said is basically it's a non-COVID illness. Right. But there's a familiarity to that that I think is concerning to a lot of people. Uh, whether you go back to the 2019 playoffs against Toronto and he's missing a game because of gastroenteritis or some kind of stomach thing, and he's never quite at his best and in tip-top shape physically throughout a regular season or at the end of a season. Uh, I think Joe cares a lot. Joe Joel cares. But I also think that there is a level that the greatest of the greats can go to and do go to that I'm not sure he gets to. That's my fear. And uh, by the way, the other night when they lost to Atlanta, 
He kind of let it be known that he was unhappy with yeah. the coach. You mentioned he was taken out with four fouls in the uh, third quarter, uh, and right after that, the Hawks went on a big run. And his quote was, "I think I'm smart enough not to foul, but I thought that's probably when the game changed." He's right. They went on that run, and we could never get it back. I trust what my teammates and my coaches say, but tonight it just happened to be at the time probably the wrong decision. This has been a complaint with Doc Rivers throughout his career, and especially since he got here, is that a failure to read a particular moment. You know, it's almost the Rob Thompson, Zach Wheeler, Game 6 sort of thing. This has been the case with Rivers throughout his career with the Sixers, is he his substitution patterns and when he plays guys and when he takes guys out and kind of reading the moment of a particular game in, within a particular season, it hasn't been a strength. And I'll be honest, Glenn, I have wondered since Doc got here how truly invested he is in this. He was going to step away from coaching when he left I, the Clippers. I hear you. I agree. You know, and... It's definitely not a high-energy guy. Right, and... Look, he was supposed to be the coach who took the Sixers to the level that Brett Brown couldn't take them. Well, guess what? Doc Rivers hasn't crossed that threshold either. He hasn't taken them anywhere that Brett Brown didn't take them. Uh, So, you know, they're in a tough spot, that franchise. They are. Uh, We'll get to the Flyers in a second. Let me just work one phone call in here. Rory in Haddon Townships. Got thoughts about the Phillies manager. What's on your mind, Rory? Hey, um, um... I like the job Thompson did. This is not a negative call. Mm-hmm. But in game six, when I saw he was substituting Sosa and yeah. Ireland, I thought, well, good. He'll substitute for Castellanos in March. And he left Castellanos in there to do nothing. And I like Nick. I think he's a great ball player, and it was a good pickup. But he's hurt. And I think he was hurt all year, and that's why he didn't hit. That's the only problem I've had with well, he was, and, and to your point, he was hitting well early in the year. He, it was the wrist, right? Yeah. And then he didn't hit for the rest of the year after it was a long slump. You it do was. need him to come back next year. Yeah, I hear. Uh, listen, I there were times when um, Rory, I kind of wondered why Castellanos was still in toward the end of the game in defensive situations when maybe Virling was on the bench um, or March was on the bench and you could have brought one of them in. He trusted. Hey, hey Cassiano's made some great defensive I was plays, say, but if, if we we know we're that he's rip not a, Rob Thompson for taking Nick for yeah. not taking Nick Castellanos out for defensive purposes. Boy, we reach peak uh, irony uh, here. Well, and I know he made those plays, but he he can make one play, and to his credit, he can run in on a fly ball, <laughs> slide and catch one, and that's good. Other than that, I'm kind of with Rory here. Well, yeah. yeah, Rory, who is the ultimate role player in Philadelphia sports history? I unsung hero, on, excuse me. I sent this to you on Twitter yesterday, and nobody knows who this guy is. Joe LaFay was a left fielder on the 1983 Phillies that won the pennant. I think they got him from the Dodgers. He hit 290 that year. He had some big, big hits down the stretch, especially against Montreal when he hit a three-run triple. Not only that, do I remember my- Joe LaFay, but I remember that he spelled his name Lefevre, but right. pronounced it LaFay, which I can't tell you why. It's a decent one. I imagine we'll get better ones than that. This is an easy topic. We're not getting feedback. Well, we are getting feedback, but poor Kyle is in there. People only calling about this. We made that clear, right? We did. Do me a favor. You say it so they'll hear you say it. Please, if you're going to call in with a suggestion for Philadelphia's most unsung hero in sports history, please also have something to contribute to the discussion about the Eagles 
and the Phillies and the Sixers and the Flyers or even Temple Villanova. Right. Because or boneless chicken wings. Th- Jason Kelsey and his preferences for hors d'oeuvres. Right. Um, because <laughs> we're not here just to give away prizes. Thank you. That was very well said. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. There sure. you go. Yeah. Hey, I know when I go away on vacation, he can handle that tough responsibility. All right. We did say we're going to work in the Flyers. Let's work in the Flyers. So here's the story. They're not bad. They've got a winning record, and they're doing a winning record without Ryan Ellis, without Sean Couturier, uh, without Cam Atkinson, without JVR. Well, that might be a blessing. Yeah. I'm not a big At JVR this stage. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is it a mirage? or Because they're not really – I don't even know if they make the playoffs, but they're, they're certainly good enough to take themselves out of – we thought, like, hey, they'll be in contention for the – Right, that's not going to happen. They're kind of middle of the road, playing above 500. Is it real or is it Memorex? I think it's Memorex. Um, If you look at the numbers and look at the way they have played in a number of games this season, and I joked about this earlier in the show, but it is true, Carter Hart is playing so incredibly well that it's impossible for me to imagine that they are going to be able to keep this up. Uh, Right now his safe percentage, for instance, is .941 which would be a record. <laughs> hey, it um, matches the call letters of this radio there station. There you go. So he's, that, he's, uh, yeah, he's got a sports radio save percentage, I guess. Um, but he, it's unrealistic to think he'll keep that up. They're not scoring all that much. And generally speaking, with a couple of exceptions, particularly a couple of games ago where they really they played very well in beating the St. Louis Blues, they're getting outplayed, and Hart is winning them games basically by himself. So... I think the difference, Glenn, is that they're a little bit more interesting and fun to follow because they're so young for the most part, and they are playing so hard every night, and it's kind of new and fresh, like, oh, let's see what these young guys have. But all in all, I think this is going to even out over the course of an 82-game season. Yeah, these are not young guys who are prime prospects. Right. They're just kind of young guys who can be role players, but you left out the most important part of the whole thing. Oh, uh, the coach? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to believe that John Tortorella has got a lot to do with this. He absolutely does. It was, as we kind of discussed at the start of the season, the curse of, oh, you're going to get a good coach when you want to be bad. I'm anti-tank, but I respect the fact that they're, the, being bad might be to their benefit. Um, it, it seems that for the first time in a while, you have a coach who knows what he's doing and demands accountability from his players. So to me, it's okay. Factors: one, Carter Hart right now; mm-hmm. two, John Tortorella; yes, three, kind of favorable schedule; four, some good luck. Yeah, I think that covers it. Um, and you're right about Tortorella. I think you can put a fair amount of success of credit for their success on his plate because he is pushing his team as he usually pushes his teams. He is a very demanding coach. Uh, that can be to the team's benefit. That can also be to their detriment. Sometimes he has worn teams down. I saw it in New York, for instance. Um, but this is a young enough team that they're just gonna they're gonna buy into what he's selling. Do the Flyers this year? Because this is the most we have talked about them since last year, yeah. and probably about as much as we're going to on this show, unless people call up and want to talk about it, which we will. Do they have any hope of breaking through the apathy and getting attention from? The overall Philadelphia, not not the hardcore Flyer fans who are in every game, but you know, it's hard for the Flyers to become part of the the landscape that, that is talked about. Yeah, I would be surprised at yeah, that. They just too. don't have the top end players to yeah. be able to do that. They don't. They really don't. No. Okay. 
Yeah, it's too bad. All right, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494. And yes, we did put that in. I'll put it in again. Give us your ultimate Philadelphia, I keep thinking, saying it wrong, unsung hero mm-hmm. in sports history, and you will win a $50 gift prize to Scheib Vintage Sports. Mike Sealski, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Hey, fall is upon us. It is that time of year again to consider replacing your old drafty windows and doors because another cold winter season is rolling in, actually as soon as Monday. When I need a company to help me with these home projects, I turn to the experts, the great people at Guided Door and Window. Act now. You receive 20% off all windows and doors, plus Guided will help will allow you to start your project today with no money out of pocket and take up to three years to pay it off interest-free once the job is expertly installed. So you'll be able to start enjoying all the benefits of new, highly energy-efficient windows and doors, including an increased comfort level in your home and lower monthly energy bills, all while taking advantage of 20% savings and having the luxury of paying off your project with 0% interest for up to 36 months. But you got to act now. Offers for a limited time only. Restrictions apply. For full details, call Guided today. Schedule a free, no-obligation in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Show that Mike Sealski has become engrossed with. So, 
as you know, Glenn, I'm already in just by that. By yeah, that. as you know, I'm I'm a nostalgic person. I like to uh, revisit things from the past, and the show that I've gotten back into lately in its current form is Unsolved Mysteries, which has gotten a reboot on Netflix. Yeah, now it was around forever, right? So I preface this by saying, when I was a 12 or 13 year old kid, I can remember very vividly Wednesday nights television in my home because Unsolved Mysteries would be on NBC from eight, I believe eight to nine o'clock. And I think the Wonder Years would be on the same night on ABC. So those that was big a big day. night of TV. Get in the pajamas, Mike. It's yeah. gonna be a big night ahead. Get those footies on and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved Unsolved Mysteries. And of course, you know, the the Robert Stack narration oh, and, the, yeah. and the piano, the the haunting piano yeah. tinkle and all of that. Um and they brought it back on Netflix and it's fun. It's a brainless kind of 45 minutes to an hour that you can waste revisiting a murder case that hasn't been solved. And sometimes they do these goofy episodes about people who think they're living in haunted houses and that sort of thing. But in terms of the nostalgia and in terms of anyone who might like true crime, and we've talked a lot about that on this show and my fondness for it, uh, it's a fun watch. So I give it three stars out of four on Netflix for wow. Nice. The, um, the, the new version of Unsolved Mysteries. All right. Easy to find on Netflix. Good stuff. All right. So my show, my show is going to be a tougher sell than yours. Everybody just listening to us now said like, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. Unsolved Mysteries. I'm good. I'm telling you, the show I am about to see, don't turn up your eyebrow or cock your eyebrow and look away. It's a very good show. It's called Pachinko. Okay. It is an eight- part one hour drama on Apple TV plus based on a 2017 best-selling novel which my wife read and loved story takes place over eight decades begins uh, right around 1910 ends in the 90s it is it centers on the very very harsh existence of four generations of a Korean family living in fiercely racist Japan where Koreans mm-hmm. are were second-class citizens relegated to poverty, unable because of politics to return home, have this hard scrabble existence. It juxtaposes two timelines basically, one in which a young woman who's the 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 the, the, the matri- ends up being the matriarch of the family has to find a way across the ocean to provide for her family and then um, the one which is kind of set I was going to say current day but it's the 90s in which her grandson tries to assimilate by uh, working in a prestigious bank. Look, I know it's a tough sell. It gets more tough. It's subtitled. Whoa. Yeah, I know. There is a dubbed version, but the voice actors in that come across. Remember those old Japanese oh, monster yeah. movies? I love them. Yes. yes. Well, that's what the, the sometimes the dubbing is good these days. Not so much here. Okay. So you got to deal with the subtitles. Also, the story moves through multiple time tracks, kind of segging, segueing constantly between then and now. So you got to pay attention. It's, you don't sit and watch the thing scrolling through the Twitter on your phone. Um, but it is great drama, and uh, great drama is great drama, and historical drama is great. There's an episode that centers on a 1923 earthquake I didn't even know about. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very cool. It gets an 8.4 on IMDb. It gets a 97% thumbs up on Rotten Tomatoes. So the people who are watching Pachinko are really liking it. Mm-hmm. I found it because I just Googled what are the 10 best new shows of 2022. I had already watched seven of them, <laughs> so here we go. Let's okay. watch this. Listen, I and, and here's the, it's not Squid Game. There's a lot going on with Korean TV yeah. these days. Yeah, 
it's not Squid Game, but it's it's excellent. It is prestige drama, as they say. So what you're saying is this is not the kind of show that Jason Kelsey is going to watch while he's plopped on his couch with a big bucket of buffalo wings next to him, but he may worthwhile nonetheless. I don't want to underrate Jason Kelsey, but yes, it doesn't fit that description. Gotcha. And and I'll just add this. I keep recommending shows on Apple TV. I'm not a spokesman for Apple TV, although if that job becomes available, I would be more than happy to to do that. (laughs) I am sure it pays handsomely. Because... Listen, for they just raised it from four bucks a month to six bucks a month, mm-hmm. and in the last couple of months, I have recommended Severance, which was a great show this mm-hmm. year, uh, Slow Horses, a British cop drama, Bad Sisters, best which show you, of the year, you loved it, yeah, my favorite show of the year, Blackbird, which was a compelling dark drama, and Last Days of Ptolemy Gray with Samuel L. Jackson. This makes show number six on Apple TV, Pachinko. Anybody who's looking for a show now, Philly season is over. Eagles play once a week. You need a show. Hey, Unsolved Mysteries sounds like a lot of fun. I certainly think that's a great idea. If you're looking for, and I hate to say prestige because that that, that limits it, right? Yes. But just a really good drama, Pachinko on Apple TV+. Plus. You'll thank me later. TV can be smart and fun at the same time. Yes. And it sounds like the show Pachinko... Is, it's, is it's, that it's smart? Yeah, it's not always fun. I mean, the, the earthquake wasn't that much fun. Well, yeah, it depends yeah. on your definition of hilarity, I guess. Yeah. Well, anyway, this segment is sponsored by Got a Door and Window. Receive twenty percent off all windows and doors with no money down, up to three years. Pay it off interest free. Call Got a Door and Window today at one eight seven seven Go Guida, or is it or visit them at go g u i d a dot com. I know my friends at Guida; they'll be watching Pachinko. Let's get to Aaron in Norristown. You're on with Mike and Glenn. Hello, Aaron. Morning, gentlemen. How are you guys? Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. Hey, I wanted to talk about the Philly free agency, if I may. Like, uh, Trey Turner's an obvious guy I wanted to see them get, but in terms of pitcher, I know a lot of people are talking about Rendon, but there's an intriguing name that I would like to see them sign, and another guy I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Um, first of all, I think, besides Rendon, I think Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers is better value and allows us to get more relievers. But how intriguing would it be to get Justin Verlander at like two years, $70 million? Mm. And after the way he connected with the Phillies, I think that's actually a connection with the way he, with the way he was played off in the World Series. And I think it would be a great story. And obviously he'd be a tremendous pitcher to help carry this team into, you know, with his experience and his ability into the World Series next year. I want to tell your opinion on that. And I had a unsung hero as well or well player. Aaron I think Verlander would fit in personality wise in the city without question um yeah I think it would depend on the Bring length his of- wife right <laughs> Kate Upton yeah. um yeah I think it would depend on the length of the contract yeah but you know a year or two I, I could see it um I-, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it no I, I don't think I would Okay. Um, would not, well, wait, son, you, I'm sorry, you would or would not be I would not. No, I would not. I would not. I would spend the money elsewhere. Okay. Um, again, you're going to a, sign a shortstop, one of those four shortstops. I would say highly probable, mm-hmm. and any of those guys is going to cost a fortune. Yeah, we want to spend John Middleton's money. You mentioned Tyler Anderson, who I, I brought up earlier. I don't know if you heard that. I'm, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah that, I'm more kind of that level and – think that either Painter or Abel is going to come up and help me this year. And by the way, I guess I'm going to bring up an unsung hero, Ranger Suarez. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big yeah. Ranger guy. I I can live with a rotation of Wheeler, 
Nola, Suarez, Painter, Anderson, and be happy with Suarez that. Suarez is the I one is, is the one guy who in game six, if you're going to take Zach Wheeler out with one out in the sixth inning, I'm bringing in Ranger Suarez. I'm not bringing in Jose Alvarado. That yeah, would have been a better deal. All right, Aaron, who is your unsung hero? Well, he's the guy they should probably name the award after, the starting forward on the 83 Sixers, Mark Ivoroni. Interesting. Um, Ooh, I, I, that appears to be a, a qualified no. For here's the thing. Team. Here's the thing, well, Aaron. Um, not a great player. I mean, just kind of there along the for the ride. They don't, they, don't win, they don't win the championship without him because Bobby Jones can't start, so he has to play, and he actually, like, he literally, like, literally stabilized that team. Mm. And, uh, I, I kinda, they, they I'm kind of with, with, yeah, I'm kind of with Mike here. He was kind of a body. I, I always heard he, a story he, about like, Mark Ivarone. Give him the first eight minutes and get him the hell out of I, there. I always heard a story about Mark Ivarone that he once entered a game with his shorts on inside out, um, you know, which is hard to do when they have a drawstring. Um, so uh, I don't know. Just for that reason alone, I'm skeptical of Mark uh, Ivaroni. We, we, we may get better than Mark Ivaroni and Joe LaFay. I we hope might. so. We might. I may give it to me for Ranger Suarez. I have a whole list of them here. I and do. I have 1,057 that I, people sent me yesterday. I am not above taking this gift card from our listeners and spending it on myself. There you go. Uh, Mike and Yardley, you're on with Mike and Glenn. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Great. Hey, Mike. Hey, um. I told the producer, I'm kind of uh, unwilling to try to second-guess the moves of Dombrowski in the, the hot stove league. You know, I just he, he's done such a good job this year. You know, the idea that you'd be switching people around, yeah, well, I'll trust him to do it. But, boy, I wish I had stronger suggestions, but I really don't. I, now, I agree with you, Glenn. I wouldn't be going after Verlander. I, I think our starting pitching is remarkably good right now. Well, I want one more. No, don't get me wrong. I want oh, yeah. to add a starting pitcher, but uh, oh yeah, two yeah, years, no. seventy million for Verlander doesn't seem to move to me. Yeah, and Painter looked so good. You know, I think you need to get him up next year and see what he can give you. If you make him the fifth starter and you see him every sixth day or so, that uh, I think that that's the right move. He needs to see big league hitters. And, uh, you know, he might be it. He really might be it. So, and if you don't give him a chance, as much the same way I feel about Marsh. Marsh has made such improvement as an offensive player in the two months that we had him. You know, he might really develop much more than people give him credit for. And I don't, and he's not a liability in the outfield. So, no, no, he's good in the outfield. He's, he's a good glove. Yeah, I mean, the, the shortstop, yeah, I can see that. If they're going to get rid of Segura and move Stott over to second, that would make sense. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to make a suggestion of what they ought to do. The other thing is, is that, you know, I'm not disappointed with the team at all. I'm disappointed that they didn't win the World Series, obviously, but that Astros team is really a good team. And it's no shame losing to them. They didn't lose to anybody in the playoffs, but the two times they lost to the Phils. So I, I think we're in a much stronger position than maybe some of the neighbors. It was a really, it was a really good run, and they are poised to be good for years to come. Who is your unsung hero? My unsung hero is my favorite player from the World Series team back in 2008, and that was Jason Worth. Now I know I've talked to you before, Glenn, and sometimes people think that I'm trashing him. I just hated to see him come to Philly in a Nationals uniform. His right-handed bat, when it left our lineup, killed that lineup. 
Yeah. The lineup yeah. never recovered from yeah. his loss. It's it's ever. an interesting name to me, kind of too good of a player. Yeah, I think Mike's point is really well taken. I actually mentioned this earlier in the show, talking about the 2011 team, that the, the thing that team was missing was Jason Wirth. It was an everyday power bat in the lineup. They, they never had it, and it came back to bite them a bit in, against the Cardinals. Um, but I do think that Wirth is almost, as you said, Glenn, too good of a player to be unsung. I mean, by the time he left, he was, it was Utley, Rollins, Howard, Worth. He's the fourth yeah. best bat in that lineup. Maybe, maybe Raul Abanez, um, you know, a tick ahead of him, but I, I would take Worth. We haven't quite hit the sweet spot in this category. Yeah. I appreciate people's, you know, suggestions and so on. And they've gone from the obscure in Joe LaFay to the pretty damn good in Jason Worth, but. There is that vein of unsung heroes that we expect to get to. Yeah, yeah, and later in the show, uh, Glenn and I can You'll throw reveal a few all other, your names. Yeah, throw a few more names out there. I have, just to get I, by the way, I do have actually. I have two from that team, the 08 to eleven team. I have two guys that to me would qualify. Okay, I have a few flyers over the years who would uh, qualify. A few well, other muckers sixers. and grinders. Oh, you know how it is. You know, in, in the mid nineteen eighties, there were a lot of guys. Those guys. Yep. Oh. Yeah. We could we could go name yeah, yeah. by name. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. He's Mike Sealski. I'm Glenn McNeil. Beautiful Saturday in the Delaware Valley. Hey, United Tires Black Friday super pricing has arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices now. They're offering up to $120 off select sets of BF Goodrich and Michelin tires now through Cyber Monday. Call or go to unitedtire.com for sale details or stop by your local United Tire story today. Listen, the weather doesn't get any better from here, so if you're needing tires, now is the time to take advantage of great savings at United Tire. Don't drive alone. Drive United. So, Mike Sielski, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, so, tonight I am uh, heading out to dinner with my wife and some friends. Nice. Um, and then on Sunday, I'm going to be spending the day pretty much at the Wells Fargo Center. Flyers play the Dallas Stars. Mm -hmm. Sixers play the Utah Jazz. Uh, Got to get back in front of those guys and those teams uh, after mm. a month or two of nothing but Phillies and Eagles. Nice. Good for you. So. How about you? Uh, um, so I'm not working tomorrow. Yeah, I should tell people this. So Sunday is usually Jody Mack and I, and tomorrow WIP will be broadcasting the game uh, from Germany, I think. I don't remember who's playing. I'm sorry. But there's a game tomorrow morning. Yeah. I think uh, it's the Bucks and Seahawks. Bucks and Seahawks. Yeah, I know it's Brady, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Bucks and Seahawks, and that game will be on tomorrow morning, so I will not be on tomorrow. Which oh. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, so it's like a rare Sunday. I got, I think my wife and I would like go out for brunch or wow. go to the art museum or do something that we never get to do. Right. So you know where I was last night? It'll ring true to you. I was at Ralph's Italian Restaurant in South uh, Philadelphia, which, by the way, you and I, this coming Thursday, will mm -hmm. be at Ralph's Italian Restaurant in South Philadelphia as part of a charity thing that we did um, for, uh, for uh, with the Maryland Mike Beer yes. um, earlier this Philly year. Philly Golf, I think. Yes. Um, first Tee. First Tee Golf. Greater Philadelphia, and a great guy named Pat was the high bidder on that, so we're going to be taking him to Ralph's. I scattered out last night, and the reason I did is I have a neighbor – um, I'll tell this story quick and we'll get back to the phones. My neighbor Raj, who uh, he's lived in the United States for like 25 years, but he's from India. He's about your age, mm -hmm. okay, younger than I am. 
um, two kids, blah, blah, blah. And he and I do this ongoing challenge where we try to um, expose the other guy to something that he knows nothing about or mm-hmm. may be inclined to dislike. Okay. And part of, again, Raj is living in the United States for a while, but he grew up in India. So, for example, uh, I had him listen to Jimi Hendrix. He never listened to Jimi Hendrix, wow. who I grew up listening to, and he yeah. did. Ended up liking it. Um, I had him eat, never ate barbecue in his life. Wow. I got him some great barbecue. He didn't particularly love that, but that's fine. That's okay. He introduced me to- It's um, all part of the journey. Yeah, some Indian food that I loved. Um, He made me watch Lord of the Rings, which I'd never watched, which I still wish I'd never watched. (laughs) Colossal waste of my time. I I am not a Lord of the Rings guy at all. It goes on forever. (laughs) Anyway, so- he had never been to Ralph. He had never had like that traditional old school Italian mm-hmm. food that Ralph's does so well. You know, the red gravy, the black and white tile on the floor, the whole ambiance of Ralph's, yeah. right? The maitre d' hugs you when you come in. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Ralph's last night with our wives, and I think he liked it a lot. Um, I loved it, as I always do. Greatest meatballs in the city. Um, I- I'm but- just trying to reconcile and and rationalize the idea that you are going to Ralph's for dinner twice in yeah, one week. Yeah, how about that? The 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 yeah, I win. charmed life that you live <laughs> is just beyond me. It's at, at some some points. It, I just I sit back and I marvel. Yeah, I usually go there like two or three times a year, but just by nature of how it played out, we were actually going to do another thing last night that didn't it fell apart because the other people couldn't come. So he said, like, well, the one we're going to do after that is go to Ralph's. I said, all right, we'll go. So we went. I just, it's to me, it's one of those Philadelphia institutions. You yes. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And him having lived here for 20 plus years and never having been there, it's like, you got to try this. Yeah. I, I haven't been in a while. Um, uh, I went for lunch about a I think two years ago. Well, you're going uh, Thursday. Yeah. So thir- Thursday, I am very much looking S- forward to it. Got the menu yet? Scout the menu. I've been watching YouTube clips of Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> do you do... So when I'm going to a restaurant, and my wife says, like, why do you do this? I always, before I leave my house, get the menu online and think about what I'm going to have. I do exactly the same right? thing. Yes. I, it feels... Like I'm unprepared. Yes. Once I get to the restaurant, yes. if I haven't done that. Yes. I don't want to make a split decision. I no. want to like let it like, do I want the fish tonight? Or I, I, Glenn, as I said, my wife and I are going out to dinner with friends tonight, and I've already looked at the menu of the place we're going to uh, because I want to be ready and have kind of a game plan in my head. Okay, do I want the hors d'oeuvres? If I do, what hors d'oeuvre am I going to have? Will somebody at the table share it with me? Uh, what have I had to eat for dinner recently so that when we get to the restaurant, will I have something that I've yes. already had this week? Yes, and to me, it's also part of, I'll be honest, convincing my wife to order something that I like so we can do <laughs> sharesies. It, it really is. See, I don't, I don't do that. You don't do sharesies? Well, I will try what she's What's having. What's the point of being married? Oh, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> one, of the, one of the great benefits of being in a relationship it is, it is, is you order two things that you both like. I've never done. I'm going to speak ill of my great friend Jody McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, who I would be working with tomorrow. Jody, when he and his wife go to a restaurant, it's like 
He gets his, she gets hers, that's it. I'm not a big sharing person. Or they get the same thing, which seems a colossal waste of time. I'm not a big sharing person at dinner. What my wife and I will do is she will offer me a bite of what she's having. I will offer her a bite of what I'm having. And it's like, oh, I could have gotten that, but I chose not to. And 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 now you're done? Yeah, now I'll go back to what I ordered and what I'm eating. Oh, I uh, disagree. You you look runnerish there, Kyle. Well, I just I wanted to rip you guys because oh, for your first you. point, uh, looking at the menu before you go, yes, is, that's spoilers. No, no not no. at all. It's scouting. It's you got to scout it out, Kyle. You got to go uh, in with the game plan. It's like going into the World Series without knowing what the other team can hit. No, it's like a it's like a box of chocolates. You go to a restaurant, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, you open look, the menu. And, all right, and look for it. Part of the experience. You do it your way. <laughs> We will do it ours. Yeah. All right. right. We'll do. There you go. Restaurants are like a box of chocolates. No, but they're But they're not. But they're not. I want to get Dominic up here. Dominic apparently is rip roaring mad. What are you thinking, Dominic? Yo, happy birthday, guys. Great show as always. Thanks, Thanks, Tom. Yeah, so I just need to rip the Sixers first before I do anything else, if that's all right. Sure. Go for it. Okay. It's going to be quick, and it's very simple. I mean, there is no hunger whatsoever. Like, me as a Sixers fan, like, them playing the Hawks, you know, like, was an opportunity to maybe, you know, I don't know, get a little bit of revenge from knocking us out of the playoffs last year. I mean, come on. Like, where's the energy on this team? Every time I go to, like, like and root for them, like, you know, buy tickets or whatever, there's still, like, no energy around this team. And it's so sickening that the Flyers have more energy than they do this season. So, let me, let me, and I think you make a great point. Mike, is that, hey, it's November, don't worry about it? Or is that Dominic sees something that is could be problematic for this season? I, I look at the Sixers. I think Dom's making a good point. I look at the Sixers and I say, what are they going to do well? Like, what is the thing that they can hang their hat on? Now, Harden is injured right now. He had been okay before that, so maybe he and Embiid and the pick and roll become the things that uh, that this team can hang its hat on, but you know, Tyrese Maxey has not played great in Harden's absence. Uh, he's not taken the step forward yet that I think people thought he was going to take. Certainly everybody thought he was going to take based on the preseason he was having where he, I don't know that he missed a three-point shot. It was amazing. Um, I'm concerned, and I think Dominic makes a great point in that regard. And then, uh, yeah, thank you guys. And then I have the Eagles. uh, Just looking at Washington, something's really starting to worry me about this team. Uh, the Eagles, and I'm, and what's worrying me is the run game on defense. And the, and the only thing I have to complain about is it really seems like we get in these lulls where uh, we sit back and let them get like six or seven yards. So they do. Just, they do. Like, and here's how the coach will explain it. The coach, okay. this this is their theory. And I, I, I have questions about it, but it's working for them. Hey, mm-hmm. we're best in the league against giving up long plays. We don't do it. We can let you try to run down the field four or five yards at a clip, and you may get three or four first downs, but eventually you won't, and you'll either punt or kick a long field goal, whereas we know we're not going to give up a 70-yard pass. That's the thing. Okay. It's it's working. I have concerns about it. I said, when they play Tennessee, that may become problematic because Der- he could run for 200 yards. Yeah, Derrick Henry could really put a hurting on them. But they haven't since week one – in the Lions game, they haven't given up a ton of points. It's not as if teams are gashing them with the run and rolling up 25, 30, 35 points against them either. Um, And the flip side is, 
nobody has stopped their offense yet. You know, we I kind of teased earlier in the show about what would be concerning to the Eagles. To me, it would be kind of a perfect storm, a combination of a team that can run the ball, can keep the Eagles' offense off the field, and then once the Eagles' offense gets on the field, has the kind of defense that could cause them problems. You know, Dallas maybe, Washington maybe, but Washington doesn't run the ball very well. No, they don't. They don't. So, Dominic, who is your um, unsung hero? All right, I'm going to go to baseball just because the Phillies are still fresh in my mind right now. I'm going Chooch, man, Carlos Ruiz. He was amazing for us, and he's not the first one talked about quite a bit. Mike Sielski? Actually, Kyle's going to be the judge in the yeah, end. What do you think? I think that's pretty good. I think um, what cuts against it is the idea of him being unsung, and yeah. because Carlos Ruiz became such a popular player. He was very popular. I- I'm Beloved. not sure he's unsung yeah. in that I, regard. I agree. That's just me. I agree. Kyle, thoughts? It's still probably the best of the four options we were presented so far, um, but definitely room to uh, to jump over that one for sure. <laughs> Dennis in Allentown is with us. Danny, what are you thinking about today? Hey, guys, how you doing? I was going to call in and talk about the, the big Temple win last night. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so um, it's been years since we beat Villanova. Uh, I, I just graduated from Temple in the spring, so I've been at all the Temple basketball games probably about four years now. And the team has had some, some dull moments over the past four years. You know, we, we went to the, the tournament in 2019 with that team with Quinn and Rose and uh, Shiz. Um, and we really haven't had the talent since then until now, I think, to make a run. Um, my only thing is I do think that this team lacks the fundamentals that was really instilled under Dunphy. This team plays a little bit of one-on-one basketball, but they have the talent there to really do something special, I think. So you believe in Aaron McKee or no? Um, I think he can get the players, um, and he runs an NBA style, which is nice. But these guys, I, I, they're just not playing fundamental okay. basketball. They're not really on a team, you know. Um, All right, I got to hit a break, but back. let me get your unsung hero. Uh, I was thinking Andre Guadalla. You know, he kind of kept us in the, in the relevancy there with the pictures. Twenty. That's an interesting name. You know what? It's an, well, again, Kyle's the judge. I was never an Iguodala guy, and in hindsight, I think it was just because I was more disappointed in the franchise than Iguodala himself, and he was put in a position of kind of being a a number one guy when he wasn't. Yeah, I think that's 100% accurate. He was the guy taking over for Allen Iverson, and he wasn't really ever going to be that guy. Mm -hmm. He was going to be the MVP of the NBA Finals on a team yeah, not here. that had Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and other guys who were clearly better offensive players. Mm. So unsung in retrospect, I'm not sure unsung in the moment. 215-592-9494, taking your calls ahead. Mike Sealski, Glenn Matt. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.